Harris Hall. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes episode 59, the Rufus Johnson episode. Like I said, this is Tuck Rule Takes, the home of your seven and five New England Patriots coming off a big win against the Bills. Uh, Mac Jones, career defining game defense stood up. Josh Allen, you are still the bitch. Bro- wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait, hold on. That was that was going to be the opening if the Patriots played with their heads out of their assholes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tuck Rule Takes. I'm Mike Sullivan. Big Al's with us completing his trilogy of guest spots. Liam's here as well wearing a uh, Bills jersey, but I'm not going to bury the lead. Um, Patriots lost 24 to 10, and honestly, the game wasn't even that close. So instead of asking how you guys are doing, because I know none of us are doing well here, um, I... I'm going to open the floor to you guys. Where do you want to start with this game? Because I think they're there or, or, or just where do you want to start? Because I, I've been dreading this podcast all week since, since that debacle, that embarrassment of a loss. So where, where do you guys want to start? Um, First of all, I wanted to say, Mike, that was the best worst opening I've ever seen. Like truly, Incredible. Loved it, even though it made me even more depressed than I already am. It makes me want to go home and shatter windows with my hand and Mm -hmm. go all Eminem on the drywall. Mm -hmm. It was it was a great opening. I'll proceed. Uh, Permission to make an opening statement. By all means, that's what we're here for. All right. So I I really hate to say this next part because it's going to kill especially me because it's something that shouldn't be happening. But guys, I think Kendrick Bourne has played his last game as a New England Patriot. I really do. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but the golden rule in New England, and I hate that this is a rule, but you have to abide by it. If you talk shit about the coaching staff and the coaching decisions, you find yourself on the bench or you find yourself cut or you find yourself released or traded or whatever the case may be. What happened after the game on Thursday? Kendrick Bourne, he's like, you know what? I'm not playing that much this year. I'm probably out the door. I'm just going to say how I really feel. But guess what? I give so much credit to Kendrick Bourne for standing up for all of New England, for standing up for that offense, for standing up for Mac Jones, for standing up for everybody in that building that is a player trying to make this offense work by this horrible, horrible man in Matt Patricia. Yes, he's a horrible man on the offensive side of the ball only. Defensively, he's great. Offensively, he sucks. And guess what? Matt Patricia needs to go. He needs to go now. Obviously, Patriots are going to finish the regular season with Matt Patricia, which I can't stand. But Kendrick Bourne should have been a part of this offense this year. He should have been a big part of it after his 2021 season, where he had the most yards in a season as a receiver in his four or five years in the league. And it's a shame that he has basically gone to waste this year. And it's not going to surprise me if in the Arizona game, he is inactive and he's a healthy scratch the rest of the season after this that's all I got on that. Let me let me give because I was thinking that too, because I believe you texted that to me um like right after the game or something when Mac Jones and him were talking. I got his comments pulled up. So instead of I mean, anybody listening, you know what happened with the game. We're gonna get into the game, but since Al kind of segued us perfectly into the Kendrick Bourne comments, we'll talk about those. We'll kind of like do a little reverse here. That's um what I'm here but for. but normally though, so so I would agree that when you do kind of shit talk um the coaching, whether it's you're talking about Belichick, whoever, um normally that's maybe not a death sentence, but you're going to get some sort of, you're going to get sat down, something like that. Given Belichick's comments saying, you know, that, you know, you can't really make drastic changes throughout the, uh, in the middle of the year, blah, blah, blah. I don't think this is the same. Cause I think Belichick sees it. I mean, Belichick isn't just this blindly loyal person. He's not stupid. He's forgot more football than any of us know about. He sees what's going on. So I don't know if, if, if Bourne's going to get in that much trouble for it, just like Mac Jones won't get in any trouble for what he said or his little um, on the field uh, sideline outburst that we'll talk about as well. So I don't, I, I I'm holding out a little bit more hope because I think that Belichick is on the same wavelength somewhat that Kendrick Bourne is um, Kendrick Bourne's comments, by the way, I got a fair amount of them all pulled up here, pretty much everything that he said. So in the locker room, 
He said, uh, we have to get the ball downfield. I think Mac needs more time. He's obviously running around, so it's hard to get the ball downfield when you don't really have time to throw. No knock to the line. It's just what we need to work on. The receivers can't do anything if the ball can't get downfield. If we can't throw it past five yards, it's just going to be a long game. Uh, then he went on talking about third downs as well as just overall offensive play. He said, we just need to scheme up better. Um, we need to know what they're doing. We need to know what they want to do on third down. You know what I mean? We're kind of, uh, we're kind of sporadic. They call this and we call that and it falls into what they want. We need to have it where they're falling into what we want. That's not my job. It's just my job to run the call. But as we could all see, they had what? 30 first downs. This is his words. This isn't me ad-libbing at all. He said, but as we could all see, they had what? 30 first downs and we only had eight. So something they were doing against us was working and something we were doing against them wasn't working. It's just about figuring it out each week. We've still got life, but we need to hurry up and figure it out. Uh, Born admitted it was frustrating, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he basically just talked about how the bills were different. This, this one actually kind of caught my eyes too, because Patriots fans were probably thinking the same way. He said, honestly, compared to last year, they're a different team. No Von Miller. We've got to take advantage of that. No Micah Hyde, things like that. We've just got to take advantage of those things. They're playing a different scheme. They're more soft in what they're doing. So they're more conservative and we've got to take advantage and not just have five yard throws and moving slow. We've got to be able to attack and put pressure on the defense. Are you that getting ready for in, a slow clap? There it is. That goes into, uh, and I'm sure we all saw the video, Mac Jones' is a little sideline thing where he said, you know, the, 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 the quick game isn't working. Throw the fucking ball. Um, or whether he was saying run the fucking ball, the quick game isn't working. Either way, Mac Jones clarified those comments after the game. To paraphrase, I don't have it pulled up. He basically said that he was just saying, you know, we got to get chunk plays. We got to throw the ball downfield. Basically, everything that everyone has been saying about this offense, and it all kind of came to a head in this game. Um, I, I don't want this to be Kendrick Bourne's last game. I don't think it's going to be. I do think this is his last year, though. I don't think he's on the team moving forward. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe towards the end of the year, depending on how the season goes, he does get inactive. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, Liam, what do you think of Kendrick Bourne, his comments there? I, I think they're justified, th just to clarify my point on it. I think it's right intention, wrong point. Uh, the... The offense clearly has a problem, and it took a terrible, terrible, fucking terrible game against the Bills for me to truly realize how bad this offense was because the Vikings game gave me a lot of hope. That Vikings game was incredible. So I'm like, if we can just do that same thing again, but there's no consistency from week to week. Uh, Mac was under a lot of pressure, which once again, like the games before the Vikings game, I think was the biggest factor of it all. But if Mac Jones is saying we need to throw it downfield or we need bigger chunk plays and Kendrick Bourne saying we need bigger chunk plays, I still don't exactly think the problem is the play calling because Mac could just force it deep. Like, obviously, plays are schemed up to get guys open. So you'll have one guy running a post and you'll have one guy running a 10-yard out and you should throw it to the 10-yard out because the post is dragging the safety along and you're supposed to get one-on-one -on -one coverage to the sideline. Stuff are drawn up. So that post route would be a for-the-love-of-the-game route because that guy running the post is not supposed to get the ball. Mm -hmm. But if Mac Jones wants a big play, force it downfield, whether it's an interception or not, he did it against the Ravens. He did it multiple times to start the season. People hated it because it turned into an interception. I like it. I don't care how many picks Mac Jones throws. If you force the ball downfield and you're trying to create big plays, I like that. It's Patrick Mahomes-esque, and it worked for Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't work for most quarterbacks. But, you know, I like that you're taking the risk. With this, it's one of those things where – if Mac Jones has such a big problem with it, just throw the fucking route. And it's it's a very petty way of protesting the offensive scheme. But if he has such a big problem with it, throw the damn deep route. Even if you're not supposed to throw it, put it down there. Me, being a conscientious Eagles fan, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Eagles-Steelers game from a couple weeks ago when A.J. Brown had three touchdowns. You guys recall uh, I saw the highlights. I saw the highlights. Okay, so A.J. Brown, two of those routes, he was not supposed to get the ball. And 
Jalen Hurts was just like, fuck it. This guy's on fire. I'm throwing it deep. And A.J. Brown beat double coverage and scored touchdowns on two love-of-the-game routes because he's just supposed to clear out for an underneath route. He was going deep, supposed to clear out, and Jalen Hurts threw it, forced it in, and turned it into a touchdown. If Mac Jones has such a big problem with it, throw it downfield. Hit those routes. If Kendrick Bourne has a problem with this, well, then fucking say something about it. I don't think you should go to the media. That's not the Patriots' way. He should go to Matt Patricia. He should go to Bill Belichick. I don't think he went about it the right way. I'm with you, Mike. I think he'll play. I don't think he'll be back next year. I think it was right intention because we're all thinking this. You said it. Yeah. He said what every Patriots fan is thinking, but he didn't go about it the Patriot way. You don't say that shit ever to the public, ever. Yeah. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary fuel of the fire because everyone saw Mac Jones on the sideline saying that. Flipping out. So everyone yeah. already knows where there's smoke, there's fire. Everyone knows the Patriots players are pissed. Mm-hmm. That's not the Patriot way. You don't go don't go to the media about this. Because me and Mike are the biggest media haters. You're you yeah. are putting something out there that is just going to turn into a shit storm. Yeah. I mean and and clearly it has in in I think I get I get what you're saying where it's like, you know what, if if you want to throw the ball deep, throw it deep and everything. But I think I don't think we should be at the point where if Mac Jones wants to have chunk plays, he should be throwing up prayers or hopes to Devonte Parker or Nelson Aguilar. Like there should be, I think the, the frustration in the part where I agree with, with Bourne, maybe not going about it the right way. Like you said, kind of doing that, like on the sideline, that's one thing he did the moment, all that stuff. Yep. And but I understand I just, Mac Jones doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Because get like everybody's just, I think that Mac Jones doing that and we'll kind of jump onto that in a second. I think, my take on that is that's Mac Jones showing leadership. And I saw a couple other people saying that as well, kind of like, you know, in yeah, yeah. people always showing frustration or whatever. But the thing is, I feel like he just wants plays that not even schemed up to have big shots, just deeper routes. Like I feel like all the plays that, especially in this bills game, maybe not the whole season because you know, Liam, we haven't been as hard on Patricia uh, this whole season, but It's just those things where it's like, you know, why not let's scheme up some plays to get you 12 yards, 15 yards, maybe something like that. You have some deep out, deep slants, things like that. It just seems like everything is, is the, the, the quick out to the flat or a screen that goes nowhere or a comeback, or, you know, if it's third and 10, you got receivers running seven yard routes. And it's like, I know that the receivers can obviously, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to run 10 yards, but that's not the play. So when you start talking about timing and everything like that, so I get what you're saying, but it's like, we shouldn't even be at that point. We should have a better offense. That's I, I think that's the frustration in short, Matt can, can force it deep. I don't mind if, if you have Devonte Parker say one on one downfield, or even if it may be the safety is over there, but it looks Double like Parker's coverage. out there, chuck it That's up, what whatever. But the thing is, that should be for. the only way to push the ball downfield. You know what Definitely. I mean? And, and Al, remember, what do you though, think too? Hold on, I'm going to bring Al into this because I know Al <laughs> watches. I know Al, you hold Al pays. No, but like this is literally. I was going to say I know Al watches mm-hmm. the shit. In yep. the first couple drives, we were moving the ball. Mac would throw it past the sticks on, mm-hmm. you know, third and seven. He's throwing it 12 yards. Like the first couple drives, we looked great. We went up seven to three, and I was like, this game's over. We are going to win. I have never oh, felt yeah. so confident with a <laughs> yep. seven to three lead. Crazy, yep. I know. But we were moving the ball. He was throwing it past the sticks. It looked encouraging. And then after the first probably two, three drives, nothing past the line of Gone. scrimmage. I think that's an execution issue, not so much a play calling issue. And I want to know Al's opinion on this. Do you like in my eyes, the offensive line wasn't holding up. Mac Jones wasn't throwing the ball downfield. Receivers weren't getting open. It was three phases that led to a complete collapse. And it's, and it's been that it's been all three of what you said the whole year. Right. I mean, we're not going to let Mac Jones off scot-free, right? We're, we're going to say that if we had to break it down, in terms of why this offense has failed this year, I would say it's truthfully <clears throat> like 60% Patricia in the play calling. I'm going to give it about 25 to 30% on the offensive line being injured and not holding up their end of the bargain. And then yeah. 10 to 15% Mac Jones. Because the thing about Mac is that he's regressed in some areas I like those as, numbers. Far as, as far as like, you know, thank you, Mike. As far as like, you know, um, just as far as like decision making, 
and kind of having that internal clock to get rid of the ball in the pocket. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not his fault. Sometimes the pocket collapses so quick that it's one second, two seconds, all of a sudden he's got, you know, two guys off the end coming in and then the pocket collapses. He can't go anywhere. But then there are other times where it's like, all right, Mac, you've held the ball for four or five seconds. Get out of there. Throw the ball away. Mm-hmm. Like he did in that drive toward the end of the half where he threw the ball away and people were like, oh, he had 10 yards upfield. But here's the thing. If he tries to run that and then he doesn't get out of bounds, then you got to spike the clock. You got to spike yeah, the ball. Yeah, half over. Yeah. Half yeah. over. Exactly. So I was okay with that. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to give credit to um, Pat Lane, who writes for SB Nation, because he said the same thing. He, he said that was the right play. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So to kind of answer your question, Liam, I know I'm getting a little long winded, but no, by all means, no it's worries. The, it's the fact that this happens every week. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost not every we, week, basically yeah. every week, except for the yeah. with the exception of the Minnesota game. But basically every week, it's the same thing. And this is what I was talking to you guys about a couple of weeks ago. It's, you know, I understand where there's a time and place for like quick screens and quick slants and everything else. There's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. You got to try to extend the play. You have to try to throw the ball downfield. You have to try to make some big plays. And especially against a Buffalo team that is second in the NFL in offense, in scoring offense, you need to be aggressive. You can't be conservative. You can't play this, just gut it out till the end all the time because sometimes it's going to burn you and it burns you badly on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, see, it. I think it happened more than just the Minnesota game. Like, I always harp back to the Ravens game, but Devontae Parker had 156 okay. yards for a reason. There were big plays, and Devontae Parker yep. made big plays. I was and at I was that psyched. game. I saw Devontae Parker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you were. fucking, And that set a tone where I was like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is a segment of the offense that we did not have last year where Devontae Parker can open it up downfield. But then we didn't see that the week after. And then we saw it with other players in the Vikings game. And I'm sure, like, if I were to pull up the schedule and I could, like, I could nitpick and pull up other games where we Mm -hmm. had a few plays downfield. Unfortunately, a lot of the plays, you know, the big plays came when Bailey Zappi was playing, like, against the Browns. And the Browns are just fucking terrible. Like, so we haven't seen it so much with Mac. But I I can't help but think it's an execution issue. And I, I feel like I'm the Matt Patricia savior here where I'm trying to, like, defend him really hard. But in the end, like, yes, he could do a lot better because we had the Marcus Jones, which, first off, how fucking cool is it that our fastest man alive is scoring on offense? That's the most Patrick Peterson shit I've ever seen. I love Marcus Jones, but that should show you right there that a defensive back and special teams guy, yes, he played some offense in Houston, but if that's the only guy that can make a big play like that, that's a problem. He led the team no. in yards, by the way. He yes, he did, which is fucking terrible. <laughs> Crazy. And he had two catches. But, yes. like, yeah. no, I, I, I yeah. agree with that, though, because the Cardinals used to do it with Patrick Peterson. If you can switch it up and put a speedster out there, like Deshaun Jackson was a wide receiver, so it was fitting. But Patrick Peterson was a corner, and they would throw him in there for big plays. He would have big plays. If you built off of that for the rest of the game, it would have been perfect. Uh, it was a route that Santonio Holmes, Super Bowl hero, the love of my life, ran against the Bengals way back in like 2009 or something. You have a lot of loves of your lives in the NFL. I've, I've noticed I, that about you. I mean, mostly just Santonio Holmes. I mean, he No, could, he no, could, no. You said he, Michael Vick last Michael week. Michael Vick. Well, that's being, different. I mean, you went on that's for different. like five minutes yeah, about yeah, Michael there's Vick. A diff- there's a difference. Michael Vick is Lest God's we not here. forget Cam Newton yeah. as well. Well, that's different. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, God forbid I bring up his MVP, name. one of the best okay, quarterbacks. Come on. Two decades ago. Get fucked. But Antonio Holmes ran a fake Marcus Jones route against the Bengals in 2009, where he fakes the screen. Everyone bites on the screen. Defensive backs come up and he shoots downfield past what are supposed to be his screen blockers, gets by all of them and gets a touchdown. If we could have built off the Marcus Jones, whether we used Marcus Jones that way or used another defensive back they had thrown so many screens to santonio holmes that year and it worked so well that defenses were committed to coming up and then they would get a big play off teams assuming that it would be a short route the patriots have thrown almost always short routes so defenses are biting on short routes there should be openings downfield i think that's a scheme issue but I also can't help but think Mac does not have the protection to do so. Do you guys remember the interception in the last game that wasn't an interception by some act of God? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Mac Jones <laughs> scrambled out of the pocket, dodged mm-hmm. a sack, scrambled out left, and just heaved it downfield to, you know, try and make a big play out of basically nothing. And it ended up being an almost interception, stuff like that, where the defense, the offensive line falls apart in a second. You have the defensive line in your face. He doesn't really have much of a chance to do something unless you have a generational arm or a great receiver who can get open on scramble plays like that. Most of the time, you're not going to hit those plays. And I think that's an execution issue. Yeah. And I, I just think it's tough to, to, whenever you talk about this team, it's very tough to make any bit. And, and I think I said this a few times this season where it's like, it's tough to make any crazy like declarations about Mac Jones because Al, you brought it up. The offensive line has been wildly inconsistent. So yeah, like his, his clock might look like it's off, but then at the same time, a couple plays ago, he had two seconds to throw. And so, yeah. okay, but if people are like, oh, well, it seems like he's rushing his throws. Well, yeah, because the offensive line hasn't protected for him. When they do protect for him, the receivers either aren't getting open or then he feels like he has to scramble because he. Th- it's just the offensive line is screwing everything up. And, and again, that's not – I would put more blame on them. I would maybe go give him a few more percentage point blame than you would, Al, but either way – uh, Liam, you are not the only one defending Patricia. I do st- like he has some sort of skill, but Al, like you said, it's just we we are over halfway into his tenure as an offensive coordinator. It's wildly inconsistent. It just we're, we're two thirds of the way into the season now. We we are now, which is crazy. I hate that because football is like almost gone. But in in I don't want to pull the the ripcord on him, but at the same time, it's just this game. In, in this game, I, I want to ask how you guys felt about it too. Um, it just feels like this game, this loss hurt so much more than any other loss this season. You know, just everything coming into it, the red jerseys, they disrespected the red jerseys, never wear them again the, the rest of the season. That's what I say. Yeah. But like they just, there's there was something about this loss where it was just everything came to a head, where it was the offense was playing like shit. The defense looked like post bye week defense, you know, for, for, a, a, for a good span of the game from last season, um, even though they weren't as horrible. I mean, giving up 24 points to the Bills isn't the end of the world. Um but it just everything kind of went wrong at the worst time. And it's just it was almost the Patriots were set up for failure because if they lost this game, this wasn't a must win. But this was a got to have it game because you're now six and six at the end of the podcast. We'll talk about the path to the playoffs, all that fun stuff, who the Patriots have next week and everything. So the season is not over, but it just man, this 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 game, there's going to be a lot of harsh maybe overly critical takes coming out. Some of them deserve some not deserved, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a frustrating game to watch when you see this offense perform like they did against Minnesota and granted Minnesota has some injuries, but so did, so did Buffalo. So like, I just, I, I don't get it. They look like two completely different offenses for the most part. And that's what I said. There's no week. consistency week to week. No. It, it, and that's the thing with the, and God, I hate to say it cause it's, it's such a cliche, but with a second year quarterback, you want to kind of start to have some building blocks. Cause this year, regardless of how it pans out, I would say this is kind of like a, it's turning into a wasted potential year for some of the young players, for the team in general, for the older players. Cause McCordy, this might be his last year. Slater, probably his last year. Like it's just, you know, this is that's what kills me. We have legends on this team that are Mm -hmm. wasting their final years on this team, and I I hope both of them come back because they can still play. But I don't have any confidence that they will. I doubt it. I don't. I don't think they're coming back. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Like I'll be realistic about it, but I fucking hope so. Yeah. No, I. I doubt it. Um, but okay, I mean, I guess I guess to talk about the game since we're talking about bad things, I'm not going to bring up anything good until the end of the game. I did. I did want to say Mac Jones is there's something to be said. Like he's taking care of the ball a lot better, uh, which is a good and a bad thing, I guess. In the last five games, he has four touchdowns and only in uh, no picks. Actually, if we yeah. go five games deep, he has uh, five touchdowns and one pick, but. He's seven and seven for touchdowns to interceptions right now after starting off three and five, I believe it was. Um, Goes back into my theory where it's like, I would like him to air the ball out and put the ball in risk a lot more. Like, I don't care if you throw an extra interception, if it means a potential big play for a touchdown. I don't think it's a Mac Jones issue per se. No, 
No, no, not at all. I would put it in Al. I want to know your opinion too, but yeah, I I, I don't, I, you can, you can criticize Mac Jones for a lot of things. He is not the problem with this team. Mac Jones is still the guy that you can move forward with. I don't see how you can look at his play, not his play due to the team, just his specific play. If you can somehow compartmentalize Mm -hmm. that. He's still the guy. He is not the issue. Sure, there's growing pains. This is his second year in the league. He hasn't even, and he missed what three games this season, right? If I remember four. correctly, four, four games. Four games. Sure. So, like, let's. I mean, let's calm down with the Mac Jones hate. If I see one more person chant for Billy's for Bailey Zappi, I'm gonna strangle him. Enough. No more Bailey Zappi. You, you, you don't. But... <laughs> you don't. You don't need Bailey Zappi right now. Here's no, the thing. You don't. Here's the thing too, right? I want to go back to the offensive line for just one second. Coming into this Let's year, go there. Co- coming into this year, right? The Patriots, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we're ranked top five in the NFL for yep. their offensive line. Let's think yep. of, let's let's go by let's go by what their projected offensive line was supposed to be this year, right? Let's think about this. And in no particular order, Trent Brown, mm-hmm. very underwhelming for signing a new contract, very underwhelming, yep. been injured, should Rocky be a lot better sick. than he is. Yeah, has yeah. has not been great. Cole yeah, Strange. Yeah. Cole Strange started out very strong. Last couple weeks hasn't Ball really he has played like a rookie. Has hit a rookie wall a little bit. Committing bad penalties, letting sacks go by, etc. Right? I love Cole Strange. He was tough in the and, last and, game. I and I, I also like Cole Strange. I think Cole Strange mm-hmm. I like would be his very number. Good. Yes, we, we know Liam. David Andrews. Okay. Obviously has been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup. It sucks. Yeah. But he you got know, decapitated. He, yeah, basically. He's mm-hmm. missed time. The only consistent player, Michael and Lenu, has been very good at guard this year. One of the best yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> Who'd have thought? But even he's faltered a little bit here and there, which just shows you how crazy yeah. it is. And then oh, Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. He's the he's root of all evil uh, in the world. He's yeah. the he, God. That, he's the he's, worst. He's yeah. the one. He's the reason he there's there's world hunger. There, that's the the root of all problems in the world. That's the projected line. If yeah. you look at that lineup. That offensive line, that's a really good offensive line. That's a very talented offensive line. On the paper, things that yes. are going on right now, you have Trent Brown, uh, Trent Brown diving at players, trying to chop block them quicker that, or, or you know, trying to take them out with the knees more than I've ever seen any left tackle do. You got Isaiah Wynn, who is useless now. Yeah. Nobody could have seen that fall from grace. So I don't put that on anybody but Isaiah Wynn. Mike on Wenu. Love him. David Andrews, I will never say a bad thing about David Andrews. Will he make a mistake right. here and there? Sure, it's but fine, overall, but very he is, rare. Very rare. He, he is your best offensive lineman. Um, I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, Cole Strange, he's a rookie. He's coming in. He's doing this thing. But I, I think it's really the corners. Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn. Trent Brown has been sick here and there. He, I guess he has a bunch of nagging injuries um, that he's like playing through. But still, not an excuse. You're out there. You still got to play. Um, but and and I don't know. Do you do you bring that back to the offense to the to because Patricia's the offensive line coach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of have to. And not only that, right? Think about their backups too. Yadni Kajust, he's a turnstile. Literally, everyone just takes a turn and goes through him because guess what? He can't block anything. And nobody right. talks about this. And this is something that it seemed so insignificant at the time, but now you're like, wow, why do they do this? Remember the Shaq I know Mason what you're gonna tra- say. Yeah, the Shaq yep. Mason trade. Remember the Shaq Mason trade that sent him to Tampa? Now, I understand, like, I get the getting the value back. Mm-hmm. But if you had Shaq Mason in here, correct me if I'm wrong, guard or, or, or tackle? Guard. Right? He's a guard. guard. He's a guard, yeah. right? But you could have moved. Cole Strange's my- spot. Yeah, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, but, but you could have right? mo- moved Mike and Wenu, and you could have moved him on a different part of the line mm-hmm. because he could play multiple parts of the offensive line, and mm-hmm. that would have made it even stronger. So then you put Mason yep. in there. And – Everyone forget, not everyone forgets, but people are forgetting in all this. Marcus Cannon came back, did a great job. I I forget what game it was. Might have been the, the Jets fourth game. game. Was it the fourth game against fourth. um? Not the Ravens. Whoever after the Ravens? No, they Lions. lost that. The Packers. It was the Packers. Packers game. Yeah, did really well in the Packers game. Was creating holes, and then he gets a concussion. He's out for four weeks. He's on the IR. So yeah, yeah. It's, he'll be it's, back though. Hopefully, hopefully. But again. Yeah. It's been a rough year for that offensive line, especially yep. because they can't stay consistent. They can't stay healthy. And guess what? That is affecting Mac Jones progression. I know it sounds yeah. like for people that aren't quite like on the Mac Jones train, that sounds like excuses, but 
I mean, I, I know we hate to say this, but take a look at Tom Brady all the years that he was with the Patriots. Why was he so good? Because he always had a great offensive line in front of him. Look at Tom Brady in his last year. He had 22 touchdowns or something, 25 touchdowns. That's I hate Tom Brady, but that's not Tom Brady numbers. Tom Brady sucked his last year here. Let's just call it what it is. He wasn't, yeah. he was not Tom Brady. And, and uh, I'm sorry, Al, you uh, bringing up your Mac Jones thing. Cause you were like, you know, I know the people outside who are on the Mac Jones hate train, all that stuff. Listen, I'm not talking to those people because the people who just like to the, and this kind of goes to my other point about the Patriots fans in general, the people who are just looking for reasons to boo, to bitch, to complain, to criticize this team for a multitude of reasons, because they let Tom Brady go because McDaniels went out there because they brought in Patricia because they don't like Belichick because he doesn't give you answers. And, and, and then they let the media brainwash them into the, God, I sound like one of those woke YouTube people. They let the media brainwash them <laughs> no, into what they're thinking. True, I'm sick. I'm sick. Of those people who aren't even Patriots fans anymore, because guess what? All of a sudden, if the Patriots aren't shoe-ins for the AFC championship game, oh my God, I don't want to be a fan. You know why you don't want to be? Being a fan is rooting for a team. You are not a fan. You are a spoiled little bitch who just expects your team to be in the AFC championship game. The whole part of being a fan is having the highs and lows, the, yeah. the, 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 oh, the overreactions, the overreaction when you win and when you lose Patriots fans who, who got way too coddled with, with the last 20 years of dominance, which I I can understand to an extent, but it's like now you don't want to root for the Patriots. You don't want to root for a team. You want to watch a game, have an easy game, and then not care until the playoffs. That's on you. This is yeah. now the reality that everybody lives in. Everybody knew this was coming. Maybe not this bad and all that, but it's, it's yeah. bullshit. The people who will just criticize Mac Jones or criticize player X or coach X without even thinking or using their brains just because, oh, well, when Brady was here, it wasn't like this. When Brady was here, we were undefeated against the Bills. No shit. When you have Tom Brady not on the team anymore, you don't think that things are going to change a little bit? It's right. yeah. I don't get it. And those people never had, you know, Al, your dad, huge Patriots fan, right? No. No? No. He's no. not? No, he was a he was a Packers guy. Oh Jesus! Okay, well, but he he grew up watching. He does like the Patriots. He he'll okay. watch them. But so anyways, I'm so sorry. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard him say, and I've heard from many of my customers as well as my own father. Watching the Patriots before the year 1997 was like getting your teeth pulled. It yes. was fucking brutal, and everyone. That's what I was told. Yep. Every yep. old head that I've talked to, every lifelong Patriots fan goes. These last 20 years have been magical because I suffered my childhood, my 20s, my 30s with this fucking team, and then, boom, they're excellent. Chiefs fans right now are reaping in the rewards of going 2-7 and for a whole fucking decade and not winning shit, even though they had our Lord and Savior, Matt Castle, at one point. They sucked. Absolutely sucked. I love Matt Castle. Come on. Everyone loves Matt Castle. But I digress. Those people that complain about the Patriots and whatnot are just, like you said, Mike, they're entitled. They're spoiled. They were born in the year 1997 or after, and they only knew Patriots' excellence. They only knew the Patriots to win. If you talk to anyone from the generation before who had to watch the 85 Bears stomp the Patriots out in the Super Bowl, had to watch Drew Bledsoe get smoked by the Packers in the Super Bowl, had to watch countless bad Patriots teams. They are all, at this point, they're like, yep, this is how it goes. We had it good for a while, and now I'm ready to watch you know, a struggling team because I am happy with what we got for a decade. Those people drive me up a fucking wall as well because it's like, man – be a little realistic. What was our dynasty going to last a hundred years? This isn't the fucking Ottoman Empire. No. This is football. So, so I'll, I'll, I understand what you're saying, but let me tell. So, I was born in 1991. First Patriots game that, or the 91? first season. You're old yeah. as fuck. Yeah, I know. I'm. Th- I, I, I actually turned 31 in two weeks. I yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. You yeah, are yeah, really old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, listen. I turned 30 in August, so I get it. Oh my! I'm God. the oldest guys- one. Yeah. Wow. You guys are on the way to the retirement. Um, I'm I'm 93, Mike. 
So, so, so I, so I kind of say this as, as the elder fucking statesman in this, in this zoom TRT going on right now, Friggin grandpa, I, my so. first Holy year shit. watching the Patriots was 2001. What happened in yeah. 2001 boys? We won the super bowl. Yes. So while Liam, I get what you're saying. I have only known success with this team. Yeah. How come I have enough of a brain to not think like that. So, so it's like, I can't even give them the excuse. It's like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Cause I started it. watching in 2003 when they were going for their second Super Bowl, and then they got another mm-hmm. one after that and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. It, it, it's I, just, it, I don't, I don't know. Al, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, you're good. I, I think, I think to that point, and Mike, I'm thinking about the point that you made when you said, you know, being critical of this team, I think it's fair to give criticism. And I know you're going to yes. agree with this. Give the criticism when it's necessary, you know, yeah. and, and I think back, Liam, you mentioned my father. So I'm going to mention my father for a second, because there's something Shut he up. always said that I will never forget. He used to coach me in baseball when I was younger, and he used to say this all the time. And I agreed with him. When you do something good, you highlight the good. When you do something that needs improvement, you got to point that out too. you got to yeah. criticize a little bit. This Patriots team last year, think about what happened last year, obviously, right? You had the whole 2020 BS with Cam Newton. It was a bad year, whatever. They had no time oh, on that like roster. Crazy BS? Seven yes. and nine. Yes, seven, and, was... seven, seven and nine. It was BS. It was they, BS. 13 so, rushing touchdowns. Four. Yeah, yeah, and four passing touchdowns. Anyways, so. Eight, Eight passing touchdowns. Ooh, you doubled it. Ooh, you could do easy math. Ooh. Anyways, he did. He did. So, Come on, you're a mathematician. Get the numbers right. <laughs> Yeah, statistics are different. I never took stats. Anyways, so 2021. Okay. Yeah, shut up. 2021, <laughs> right? They start out two and four. They find their groove and then they finish, you know, eight and four for the season. They finished yeah. 10 and eight, right? And it was exciting to watch again. Coming into this year, people were critical about a defensive minded guy coming in and taking over the offense. I know it's Matty P. I liked Matty P when he was here as a defensive did. coordinator. Most people Every, did. A lot of people did. There were still some decisions like the Malcolm Butler benching in Super Bowl 52 that we don't understand, but you know what? It is what it is. Like we doesn't make a difference anyway. But like him and Belichick are going to take that reason to the grave, and it is what it is, right? But the point that I'm trying to make is this. With the stuff that's happened this year, the bad old line play, the questionable decision-making at times, the questionable why we're not getting a real offensive coordinator and a real defensive coordinator, like just about every other team does. And I don't want to hear the Patriot way stuff. Like I, like I, I get it, but guess what? In this day and in, in age in the NFL, you need speed on offense. You need speed on defense. You need people that know what they're doing. And I'm sorry, but you got to be critical about the way this Patriots offense has run especially when you're scoring 10 points at home against a defense that's banged up when you have offensive weapons that can be playmakers. We yeah. should be, we should be critical of that. And when they do good, just like they did against Minnesota, guess what? We celebrate because mm-hmm. you put up 26 points. You put up 26 points against a Ravens team. That's looking like they're going to take the AFC North. You're putting up points against the Packers who at the beginning of the season, everyone thought could go to the Super Bowl before they had their downfall. Mm-hmm. So yes, celebrate the good moments, but you have to, you have to have, you got to call it spade to spade when it's good. It's good. When it's bad, it's bad. And right now this offense yeah. is bad. And I yeah. mean bad. Yeah. It's, it's not good in, in I'll, I, I, I'll only give you pushback on two of the things. The Patriots got faster on offense and defense. That's, that's, one that's true. That they got, true. that was that. something they, I mean, they got Mac Wilson. Um, yes. They got, I mean, on, on offense, they drafted the, fa- and then no, they got Marcus Jones and Jack Jones who are fast. They drafted them. They got, what's his name? Um, Thornton. Thornton. But, Thornton. but, but any that's neither, that was just kind of just something I heard you say. I just wanted also, to say like, where hey, is at least Ty they tried. Thornton? He has just disappeared. He played, he, he played, he had two catches for 31 yards. He can't, I mean, his, his routes are running deep routes when you can't throw yeah. whatever. And but, that's the thing. But, yeah. My, so my thing, I know that in this, we'll, we'll circle back to Matt, Patricia. I, I wanted to ask you guys, why, why all the 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 pure hatred for Patricia before he even called a game? Because like you said, Al, he came over. Everybody liked him for the most part when he was here. He left. He went to the Lions. Sucked. We know. He came back. And then all of a sudden it was, 
why'd you bring him back? Whatever to, to go to offense, which I, I get that it's kind of something that's going to make you be like, huh, like, you, you know, give you the little, like, you know, dog cock your head to the Gives side, pause. like what the hell. But at the same time, like, and I think Belichick said it at the very beginning of the year, it was like when, when McDaniels got put into the offense, he'd never called offensive plays before. When Bill O'Brien did, you know, when you had Romeo Cronell go the defense, he never called defense. So it's like everyone starts somewhere. So I think this was just one of those things where if it works out, it's just one of those things. Oh, Belichick is a genius. It didn't work out. And it seems like Belichick is owning it, which he said in the press conference today or, or one of his things. He said, you know, that that's on me. I said at the beginning of the year, if it doesn't work out, it's on me. Um, but but where where did all this Matt Patricia hatred come from? I think that it stemmed from. Every single article or piece of information you saw come out of New England was, why is he here? This is crazy. Belichick shouldn't be doing this. But everything on the radio was that. And like I said, I understand kind of being like, this is a weird move. Not really sure if it's going to work or whatever, but he he, he wasn't starting at zero. He was starting at at negative 100. To even yeah. get to zero in the fans' eyes, he was going to have to go seven to zero, and Mac Jones was going to have to put up five touchdowns every game. That's how it seemed, and I don't. So, while while I do think that that you you got to go elsewhere, I mean, you got to move on from Matt Patricia at the end of the year. Um, just kind of just clean slate, like uh, unless you can bring in different my or different. I don't know, but I just think it'd be best to move on from him. But I, I do still think he's getting the shit. He he started getting the shit end of the straw to begin with. And it's yeah. like I the media. I, feel bad. I have a, the- I have a theory on that, but Liam, go ahead first. I have a theory after on that. The media tells people how to think. I mean, last show you guys were like, bring Bill O'Brien in because like, I still you know, believe he, that he, still believe he's that. been here, but that's the thing. Like people will criticize like, why is Matt Patricia coming back? He left for a reason. Let's move on. But then you guys as Patriots fans, like bring back Bill O'Brien. There's not a whole lot of difference between the two. They were both here when we were winning, and now you bring them back and like, yes, what? Okay, Al, what is the difference between the fucking two? Want to know what I compare this to? Al, I'll throw it to you in a second. Guys, when when something works out, everybody likes it. When it doesn't, yes. you don't. It's not... Th- what does this remind you of? The fucking play calling that I was talking about last week. When the when the halfback toss works, it's awesome. When it doesn't yeah. work, it's the worst play in the world. So hindsight yeah. is a big thing here because like it's it, so it, it's it's yep. one of those like wishy washy things. And the but media anyways, tells people how to. Think. It just made me think about it. Yeah. So Al, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. All I was gonna say was my theory is that the reason that the moves got so much hate is because it was guys that were in the Patriot system went outside of the system to become head coaches, failed, and not only failed, but failed miserably. And then they basically had to crawl back to New England because they didn't have success elsewhere. And not only that, right? And Liam, you mentioned the Bill O'Brien thing. Bill O'Brien had worked in offense and stuff before. And so when you bring back an offensive guy to an offensive role, it's like, okay, that makes sense. You bring back Matt Patricia. If you told me at the beginning of the 2022 offseason that Matt Patricia was going to come in and be the defensive coordinator. I'm sure that a lot of new England would have been like, okay, it's maybe not the greatest move, but it's a good move because it's a guy that knows the defense knows the scheme and can get the defense on track. I'm not saying they're not on track. I'm just saying can get them into a good position. I think that's why a lot of criticism has come this way. Now we're talking about, you know, obviously offensive coordinator, I'll give you guys something, and you guys are not going to like this, but I'm going to give you something, and I need you to hear me out on it first. Oh, God. what's it going to be? If Bring Bill, back Cam Newton. If, shut up, Liam. I'm not. I'm. I'm giving you something real. As offensive not, coordinator? Not stupid. No. Works for me. Ready for this? Man knows offense. If uh, Belichick retired, I'm not saying he's going to. Just hold on. Hold on. God, I already hate this. No, you don't. You don't even know where I'm going next. I, I can imagine if nothing. Belichick, the grass isn't greener on the other side. No, it's not. Right Belichick, now. just hear me out first, and then okay. if you guys want to shit on it after, I'm fine. Just hear me out first. If Belichick said, I'm done after the year, there are two names in mind that I think could come in and make a, a big difference. Now, do you guys want to guess, or do you guys want me to just tell you? Don't say Sean Payton. Nope, yeah. I'm not saying Sean okay. Payton. Although, that would be awesome. I'm on board with Sean Payton. I, I, I will not say Sean Payton. I'll give you two names. Sean Ready? Steve, Steve Belichick and Hell Belichick's no. wife. How no. Those are the two yes. people, right? Obviously. No. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. No. We bring Robert, we bring Robert Belichick Kraft has done awesome Robert this Kraft year, by becomes the way. Mike, Mike, stop it. Stop no, he's not He's not ready to coach yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe in like two it. years. Okay. Yeah. One name I'll give you. 
Eric Bieniemy. That's exactly what I was thinking as an offense. Eric Bieniemy. I, I want him on. I want him as the OC. Eric Bieniemy. If yeah. if I'm saying if you can, if not offensive coordinator, if the head coaching position ever opened, I would want Eric Bieniemy as my head coach. No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I think not. he could do it. Okay. The if, other name, not. the other name, no. if, it, you got, if it was if, open, yes. No. It, it, I'm telling you right now, if this name was available and you could get him right now. If you say fucking him, Mike McDaniel, I will stab you in the eye. No, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> okay, cool. Right Keep first. I will, I'll, I'll stab you in the other <laughs> eye. Right first name, though. Give me Mike Vrabel. Oh, fuck. I thought you were going to say Mike Tomlin. I was going to no. kick you out if you said Mike Tomlin. No, okay. no. Again, I'm not stupid, guys. You you guys no. think just because like I, I, I don't, don't know. come on here every week and I'm not like 100% Patriots, like great all the time and say Belichick's the greatest of all time, which I do think he is, that I'm dumb. I just said he's the greatest of all time. Just okay. because Liam and I run a podcast called Tough Cruelty. <laughs> and this is something I wanted to say really quick, too. We are not, we are not blindly blindly uh uh oblivious and Good. positive for rooting Good. for our team we Good. are still critical but it's one of those things where you look at it we look at it from more of a for more of like a uh uh a macro commonsensical view we don't we let our you. overreactions happen off screen to each other and then right. we come on and actually talk so no i got thing you. i, I wanted you. to say so no, that's fair that's very fair. okay 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 well, well, see, mike, so I, mike Vrabel's an easy out though like obviously like mean. mike Vrabel, we'd all accept Mike mm-hmm. Rabel, because you know he's. Ooh. If you're going to be a line, yep. well, and um, otherwise, yeah, fuck, I want that guy on my team, absolutely. So, like Mike Rabel's easy go to. I don't want Eric Bieniemy though. Uh, I don't think he's head coach material. I have seen him make multiple mistakes, and I've seen Patrick Mahomes get furious with him on the sidelines. I don't think he's head coach material. There's a reason he wasn't offered jobs the last two years when he should have been out after their first Eric, huge year. Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach right now in the NFL. I no. think I would like to see so so I I think he would be an awesome fit as offensive coordinator if if yes. and when Patricia does goes, I got a name for you guys, someone in house. What about Troy Brown? Him oh, him God. him sliding into the offensive coordinator position. What I wouldn't do. If Nick Cayley didn't accept the position Exactly. I would, yep, yep, I would say yep. Troy Brown is a good alternative. I can, yep. I can get on board with that. Yeah. So I don't, I, I think, I think a move like that, um, Bill O'Brien would calm down a lot of the fan base, which I don't think that's what Belichick's going to go for. It, 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 if, no. if he thinks that works, that's what he'll go for. But I could see Troy Brown. I could see Nick Cayley doing it as well. Those are really the only names in house that I could see moving up. I mean, those are really the only options. Um, right. But yeah, I, I mean, Eric Bianami would be nice, but no, he'll probably get a coaching job somewhere. With um, an organization like the Patriots, though, you kind of have to keep it in house or somebody who's been with the organization at one point in their playing career or their coaching career. They are a completely unique circumstance, and yeah. all Patriots fans know the Patriot way is a real thing. And, like, yes, it gets annoying to harp on the Patriot way, but yeah. it is truly a way of football life, and it is a real thing. To bring in Eric Bieniemy, I would like it. I think he's a great offensive mind, and I think mm-hmm. it would be a good addition. But I also wouldn't want him as much as I'd want, you know, Mike Frabel or somebody else – even Mike Vrabel is an offensive coordinator, which sounds ludicrous because he's more of yeah. a defensive-minded head coach. Roy Brown, too. With the Patriots, they are such a specific organization that you need to keep it in the house. Okay, I think I got- you need to as well because lastly, and I'll throw it right to you, mm-hmm. I think you can't have three offensive coordinators – in three years for Mac Jones, all out of the coming from different, you know, coming from different teams. I, I think if, if you're going to give Mac Jones, which it looks like they're going to another offensive coordinator, you want it to be in-house someone who's been around who Mac is familiar with. Cause now, now I, I, I didn't think that mattered much going into his second year because the first year, like, it, like, you know, you're kind of coming in, you split a little bit of time with Cam Newton anyway, but like, the the third year, especially with how the second year played out with Mac missing games and all that stuff, I think you need to try to keep it in house. But that's just me. Al, what were you gonna say? Quick hypothetical: Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator for the next two seasons, so 2023-2024. Yep. Belichick retires after 2024. You have Eric yep. Bieniemy as your head coach 2025. Yep. Do you take that? Yep, yep, because he's been with the team. I would say yeah, because he's been ingratiated into the team for two years. He he. 
he knows the players. He knows craft. He knows how the team likes to be run. I would say, yeah, um, I'd be I'd be 100 percent down with that. I don't think okay. the next head coach, the next head coach is not going to be. And and I, I don't even want to spend any time on this because I don't think Belichick's going anywhere anytime soon. No, but no. I don't think I don't think the next head coach is coming from outside of the organization. Uh, it's going to be from inside someone who's been here for the last few years or something like that. That's what I think. But, okay. but yeah, I could see I could see the enemy being here. Um, did did you guys? I don't want to um talk about this game. Um, to be honest, there were there's, not, there's nothing to talk about. There is a, no. yeah. There's a, this this was just a complete failure of of everything i don't i don't want to die back into it because i just now crawled out of the hole of being into it so i i i preferred not to um what i did want to what i did want to bring up then if, if we're not really going to touch on the game at all um do you guys still think patriots are six and six right now we're playing the cardinals next week um one kind of a quick little what do you think the chances are with the cardinals do you think the hopes for the the uh, playoff spot is still alive? Because we are only one game out right now. The and I'm I'm gonna pull up the Chargers and the Jets schedule, even the Bengals one, just for shits and giggles as well. Um, so we can kind of see what each each team has in store. How do you guys feel about next week going into that game? And then kind of, or you could tackle what do you think is gonna happen the rest of the way? Do you think the Patriots are still you know still have a chance for the play? Uh, uh, a realistic chance for the playoffs because obviously they still have a chance because there's not mathematically eliminated, but whoever wants to go first. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you have to win. You got to beat Arizona Monday night. You have to beat Vegas the following Sunday, go yep. eight and six. And then you have the three biggest games of your life against Cincinnati. And then two AFC East showdowns home against Miami at Buffalo. If you lose, and I, I don't care how bad this is going to sound, you lose Monday night against the Cardinals, season's over. Oh, done. So, so yeah, Dunzo. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I am. Well, I it'll 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 depend on what happens in the rest of the AFC because, like this week, the the Patriots lost to the Bills. Everything else pretty much stayed the same. Yeah, for the most part. Some some teams moved moved their seating. In Jets the lost, Chargers lost. So the Chargers yeah. lost. That's good for you. You have the better uh, AFC record. Jets yeah. obviously one game behind, and you own the tiebreaker because you win the the head to head matchup. So that's good. And the Jets are playing the Bills this week at Buffalo. So that's big. That's that's what I was going to say. So you got the Jets in this. This is why the Arizona game becomes even more of a of a, as close to a must win as you can get because you got the Jets play the Bills. So I'm going to assume. The Bills take care of business. I'm gonna just kind of go out on a limb and say know. that our Lord and Savior Mike White might come up big. That guy's a motherfucker. The Chargers play the Dolphins. This is almost a win, win kind, a win kind of win for you. You'd want the Dolphins to win to knock the Chargers down, but if the Chargers do topple the Dolphins, that kind of still helps you a little bit there too. Oh, I want the Chargers nice. to win. The Dolphins need to get knocked off. So, so I, the only reason I want the Dolphins to win is because I need, or we need the Chargers to lose. Assuming you beat the, the, the Cardinals, the Bengals are playing the Browns. I guess the Browns might be able to beat the Bengals, but the Bengals do look really good. Um, so I mean, they have the, the Michael Jordan of football and Deshaun Watson, anything's possible. What do you, what do you think Liam about the game, uh, about the Arizona game? I, I dude, fucking. Look at what I'm wearing, dude. I feel like I'm in the movie Saw. Like fucking the the season's over. What the fuck am I supposed to say? Like, I I went out on a limb last podcast, guaranteeing a win or the season's fucking over. We got stomped out, curb stopped, molly whopped, and raped. The fuck am I supposed to say right now? We're six and six. Mike White's playing like a madman. Somehow two is competent, and we just lost to the Bills. Whether we win or lose next week, we'll probably win because Kyler Murray's a stanky-legged midget and can barely do anything this year. Fucking overall, the season's fucking over. I, I you are true. as doomy and gloomy what am as I, dude, I... What am I supposed to... Look at what I'm fucking wearing. What am I listen, supposed to say? Listen, I will... I will. It's true. At least it's Doug Flutie. It is, it is Doug Flutie, which is good. I will Drop be kicks. there with you next week. So if... 
if the if the Patriots do lose to the Cardinals next week, regardless, I, I and I'll I'll say it now, regardless of what else happens with the AFC going on, I will come on here next week and I will declare the season over. I'm still gonna watch I mean, the game, still gonna love the game, still yeah, gonna like that. Now, I'm now, definitely I say, gonna watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, but like now, when I say season's over, doesn't mean that you know I don't think the like it's still like right now. I Patriots can still make the playoffs, all that stuff. I, Patriots aren't making the Super Bowl. Like obviously, that's not. I mean, I mean, we know that right now. You're just looking to for building blocks for next year. But right now, as of right now, I still think there is a playoff spot for this team. I I think that the the Bills game is was so bad, so bad that you have. It's just it's such a bad taste in everybody's mouth right now but if you actually if you it it, it was but if you actually look at the afc <clears throat> and i think um shit who was it, it wasn't matt maybe it was mac jones it was adrian phillips i think it was actually he was like we're not in a horrible spot right now one spot out of the playoffs you still have a game against the dolphins you still have a game against the Bengals. so if you beat the Bengals, you you end up having you end up uh ending the the year tied with them you own the tiebreaker. If you beat the Dolphins, then it then it comes down to um, you know, obviously division records, all that stuff. I don't know if you're gonna leapfrog the Dolphins anyways, but um it it just they're they're all winnable games too. Except maybe the uh, the Bills one is a little tough, but um like this game coming up, the Cardinals game, very winnable. You have to win this game. This to me is a you have to win. If you do not win, I I don't I Technically, you can still make the playoffs, but you are going to need a lot of help from other teams to make the playoffs. So honestly, like season over or not, I still think we can beat the Bills. Like there isn't much to talk about in the last game, but we very well could have won. Like fucking, if Mac, yeah, uh, if was I'm a fucking idiot. Mac Brown, the uh, linebacker number thirty, if he fucking tackles. Josh Allen instead Mac of Wilson, yeah. Instead of yeah, because he came from the Browns. That's where my that's where he came, came from. If if he just fucking tackles him instead of letting him get to the sideline, literally had a hand on him, and I think he thought uh, Allen was running out of bounds. If you just finish that play, it's a different game. You know, the Stephon Diggs deep touchdown was all very avoidable. They we held the Bills to twenty four points, which considering is pretty fucking good because Stephon Diggs is a monster. Yeah, no. no. So it was a very winnable game. If it's a different game, hopefully next time around, I think they could beat the Bills, regardless of if I think the season's over or not. I think they're a very beatable team. They're not. They're they have the same chance of winning the Super Bowl as the Patriots do. So I'll say this real yeah. quick about the the Cardinals game. So right now, Liam, you're a betting man, according to DraftKings. Patriots are one and a half point favorite going into Love the it. game on the road. Love it. Over unders 44. Patriots minus 120 money line. So the odds makers are thinking the Patriots are going to win this game. I think with this game, and I'll just I'll make this very brief. If you can keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, he's going to make mistakes. And guess what? You got to cover DeAndre Hopkins. You got to cover Marquise Brown. Hollywood. And, and guess what? Also, too. Cardinals are the second worst in the NFL when it comes to points allowed. They give up a lot of points per game. So you can score on this defense. So now it means we won't score at all. Probably that's what yeah, that means. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you should find a way to win this game. Get back on track. And then you got another big one against Vegas, but you got to win this one. And I think that's winnable though. Win this one. The Vegas one is very winnable. So if you go seven and six, you can you can you can ideally beat the beat the Raiders. You're eight and six, probably the sixth or seventh seed in the playoffs right now. That's fine. I do want to say one thing about that Mac Wilson play. Jonathan Jones gave up on that play because he thought it was over as well. Jonathan Jones, by the yeah. way, allowed seven catches on nine targets, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. He needs to step it the fuck up. Is he our new Isaiah Wynn? No, 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 not nah, yet. I'm going to give game. him a break. I'm, I'm going to give him a break. But um, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel any better um, after talking it out with you guys, but. You know, we had to. Um, Al, do you think to... the season's fucking over? I didn't hear. You're... I I basically said if you if they lose to the Cardinals Monday night, season's over. Yeah, that is okay. So you guys are on yeah. the same page that yeah, yeah. next game next yeah. game dictates the season. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, this and I don't care how you do it. I don't style points. Don't give a shit. At this point, you got to win games because once you're once you take a, once you take care of this game, like I said, you have the Raiders next. 
very winnable game. Then, like you said, you got the Bengals, um, Dolphins, and Bills. Tough games. You can beat the Bengals. They're not they're not unbeatable, you know, unless they're playing the Chiefs, because then the Bengals always win. Um, you can beat the Bengals. You can also beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not unbeatable at all. You know, they've shown Tua is banged up every game, it seems like. So who knows? Then the Bills game is the Bills game. You know, we'll see what happens there. But there's still a path. There's still a way to the playoffs. Um, the season is not over yet. You just got to win against Arizona. You have to win against Arizona. So, I mean, um, we have the benefit of the doubt that Cliff Kingsbury is likely on his way out. So the players don't really give a shit about him. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray hates him. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler Murray hates him. DeAndre Hopkins is yelling at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. That, yeah. That's probably why. <laughs> um, so I uh, just to, just to get it on the books, uh, Al, do you think the, uh, I'll kind of go around. Al, do you think that the Patriots win on Sunday? On Monday night? Yes. Or, yeah. 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 Monday night. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, not Sunday. Yes. Liam, do win, you think? They win again. I don't know, man. Fucking fucking undecided. Undecided. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think they win because they have to. And I don't think that I can mentally handle them losing. So I'm going to say they're going to win for my own sanity. Um, But speaking of my sanity, yeah, like I said, this, this, um, this episode did nothing for me. It did not help me at all. I'm still upset. I did not tell you beforehand that I was going to make you feel better. I gave no inclination of the I knew going into it that this was going to suck. Uh, And, 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 you know, Al, we'll probably give you, uh, we'll, we'll give you next week off. You don't have to come on next week, especially if they lose. Cause I think, cause I think, I think if they end up losing, it's just going to be an episode where me and Liam just stare at each other crying the whole episode and just kind of, you know, reliving the glory (laughs) days. Um, Oh, another thing. Let me say, Matt Judon, Matthew Judon, step it the fuck up, buddy. I don't care if you're getting double teamed or whatever. Step it up. You got to show up this game. Sounds dirty. You know who else has to show up? <laughs> Actually, no. That what I was going to say. My game breaker, all time, all time, all time, stupid decision by me. I said Matt Patricia was going to be my game breaker. So um, I was off a little bit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I got I got nothing else to say. You guys have anything to say before we go? This was this nope. sucked. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was good. All right. So for. For Al, for Liam, I'm Mike. This was Talk Cool Takes. Go Patriots. Um, season's not over, but we'll see what happens after Monday night. So we're leaving. We are not going to leave you with a with a sweet feat tonight, though. So, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good luck. Goodbye. Good riddance.